Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, it's PC and I'm so happy you're with me. I promise you this message today is going to change your life. You want to know why? We're in 21 days of fasting, praying, seeking God, pressing into breakthrough, learning the power and the the authority in the Word of God to transform your life and your future. It is awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you've joined us in in this time of consecration, not only just to seek God's presence, but to really press into God at another level. You know, sometimes um, nothing becomes really dynamic in your relationship with God until you start really becoming specific with God. Spending time, you know, and like any other relationship, as you cultivate the seeds of relationship with anyone, just like God, your, your, your relationship goes to a whole other level of intimacy and friendship with God and just you learn about his ways, you learn about his his principles. You learn a lot about God when you take time to come away with him. And I, I so appreciate you joining with us and being a part of Transformation 2022. I know um, we've been preaching some really um, next level ideas for you spiritually because you're next level kind of people, amen? And this is gonna be the best year of your life. Well, praise the Lord. How many of you are excited about sowing some seed? I don't, I, come on, I can't hear you. Get a little louder about it. I'm so excited about sowing. I'm so excited about giving. I am so excited about seeing your financial future go to a whole other level. And we've been talking about first fruit. And I only got a couple more um, opportunities to share with you about how important your first fruit is. And what, what does it look like? How does it work? What do I do? How do I know what to do? And how do I know when to sow, how to sow? I'm gonna talk about it just a little bit. In Romans 11:16, this scripture has been transforming my life. Um, I was telling you about this all over, the, all over this time of consecration. It says, if the part of the dough offered as the first fruit is holy. Now, I want you to see this, man. So now this is big. So if the part of the dough offered as first fruit is holy, holy then the whole batch is holy if the root is holy so are the branches now romans eleven sixteen is really strong i was telling you last week you know how you know i seen it on, 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 a, 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 on a, a picture it was actual money and it was ripped off and a piece of it and i looked that scripture up and it hit me so hard if the part of the dough offered as the first fruit is holy then the whole batch is holy So whatever you separate to give to God, if the piece of it you give, and I've been talking about pledging, and I want to talk, now some of you, you might say, Pastor Chris, I I just got some text this week. Somebody said, this is what I'm giving, and I'm bringing it. If you know and you can do that, praise the Lord, amen. You just follow the leading of the Lord. But what I want you to know is whatever you give, whether it's one time, whether you pledge, whatever it is you do to honor God, whatever you separate to give to God, in a piece or in a lump or whatever, he considers where it came from to be blessed. And that is why your financial future is getting ready to change forever. So what does it look like? How do I determine? How much should I give? Somebody just hit me up and said, man, do I give a, this is little stuff I get, you know, and I tell people just listen to God, you know, do I give a percentage of what I have? Do I do, you do what God tells you to do. You know how to hear him, amen? Pray about it, sit on it, talk it over with your spouse. This is gonna look different for every person and each season of life because you don't know where, some of you are just thinking like, you know, some of you are thinking hundreds, some of you are thinking thousands. I don't wanna get into it. Here's a few steps that you can take to get started. Pray. That's the most important thing. Pray, prepare, and prioritize. That's my new thing, my three Ps. Pray, prepare, prioritize. What do you mean? Ask God, what do I give? It only makes sense that you would first go to him because what is the first fruit about? It's not my tithe. It's not my offerings. We give offerings all the time, guys. Some of you guys give offerings weekly because your tithe is just a loan. I think my, my, my stuff on tithing is big. It's like a loan. 
That's what it is. And if you're not faithful, some of you, watch this. Some of you, you're not, you're not being faithful to bring your tithe back to God. That's, that, you cannot do that. You, that's a loan. Don't be that guy. You know, reminds <laughs> me that commercial. <laughs> don't be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Like, hey, you know, you loan money to somebody and they never come back. You don't trust those people with money ever again. You're not going to give them money. Like, I used to have buddies, hey, can I have a 50? Can I have a 100? You know, with long work week. And I, I don't know. I come, from, I come from the school of my dad's always been like, as long as you got money in your pocket, you're going to be all right. So I, I, always, I never like not having money, but, you know, just, just cash. You know, so I'd give money, and some of that money never came back. And the next time they came back, I was like, I'm not giving you no more money. You didn't even bring back what you borrowed last time. So what happens is God looks and goes, hey, if you want me to give you more, give me my tithe. It was God's. The tithe belongs to the Lord. That's important, man. So some of you got to get that principle figured out and then step into this first fruit. Ask God what you should do with your money, okay? And listen to what he says. Now, I'm gonna promise you he's gonna probably shock you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not gonna be like, because really, seriously, you're gonna go, whoa, because I always go, whoa. So prepare. So God wants you to be a good steward. That means knowing what you're able to give and when. Now, that's important. I want you to get to prepare. So go, hey, guys, Man, that's a big chunk. I can't do that. I don't want you putting your family, you know, in weird spots. That's not what this is about. This is about you growing in faith to give. So what you do is you go, oh, okay, God, you want me to do that? Maybe I take, now this is cool. So I'll just do this. Approach it with an open mind and a generous heart. That's what God's all about. Open mind, generous heart. Okay, God, a thousand bucks, just say, right? Well, that means right now I can't give maybe all that for some of you, you know, so I'm going to give $100. But this is going to mean sacrifice throughout the year. Now, let me show you. I could find money if you really want to find it. Some of you have no problem. You could stroke the check and be like, hey, and still live your life. Some of you, it's going to be a sacrifice. I don't know what that means. That means no more running through the drive-thru because I got to give God some money. That means no more social entertainment, just goofing around, buying stuff, doing something. Have it be a sacrifice. You can sacrifice to save if you really want to, if you're serious with God. That's the prepare. You know, if God came to me and goes, hey, PC, you know, I want you to go do this. If I got a sacrifice in my own, like, oh, you can't get that right now because I got to take care of God. Guess what? How many of you know that seed is so sacrificial, it grabs God's heart? It's like that. It's like the widow's might. You see what I'm saying? Let it cost you something, right? You got to think about that. That's where you got an open mind and a generous heart. So you might pledge. And the whole idea is this, prioritizing, put God first. This is what this is about. I'm putting God first. That maybe donating um, more than I do on the normal to God in the church means that I put this in my budget throughout the year and I make sure I prioritize God with my finances. Isn't that good? To me, that really makes sense. So that means what? What's the whole idea? Putting God first. What am I doing? I'm putting my resources towards, and he, what does he say? Now, everybody says, well, you know, it's not about money. Nobody said it was about money. It's about seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. You're becoming kingdom-minded the minute you say, my first fruit is going forward. So, and, and then some, some people have been asking me, well, can I sow right now? I just had, you know, people ask me, can I sow now? You can do whatever God tells you to do, but make sure you know that that seed is going towards that. And then on, on, on the last Sunday when we, of the fast, when we, do it, when we lay it on the altar, wherever your seed is, we know by faith it's connected to the supernatural overflow. It's gonna be a great financial year for you because you're being obedient, amen? So tonight, we're, you, know, you might first fruit right now, today, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever you're watching this, you watch the day, night, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I want you to get ready to put your faith forward. That's the most important thing you can do. When you put your faith forward, you change your future. That's the most important thing because you, you, know, you got to take your faith and wrap it around your seed. That's how you get success. You can't just sow frivolous seed, just throwing it around. Release faith and have the harvest, amen? So four powerful ways to give. They're on the screen right now. Text to give, you know it's 386, right up there. You can't miss it right there. And you got to understand the cash apps up there, the dollar sign relevant, FL, all that stuff. And then you can go to uh, relevantfl.org slash giving. It's all there. 
You know how to do it. 986-986-968-1103. It's there. So you just know how to do it. Send your seed. Send your offering. Believe God. Let me believe God with you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person giving. I thank you, Lord, you're going to move supernaturally in this season. I thank you, Lord, it's going to be the best season of their life. And I thank you, Lord, that this is going to be the greatest season of spiritual success in their finances they've ever seen. We're agreeing, we're believing, and we're confessing together that that's what it's going to be. We believe it, and so be it. And we agree in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so happy I get to come to you with this message. I want you to look at this. We are talking about, um, I really believe that this year, 2022, is going to be the greatest year of your spiritual development because we are going to break the barrier of being limited by what our soul can produce. Now, I want you to see this. So I'm going to give you a bunch of scripture, and I'm going to give you the way to do this. This is going to be really, really powerful. God cannot train your soul, so you have to do it. So let's just get into three-part, three-fold spirit of man. I am a spirit. I have a soul, a mind, a will, emotions. I live in a body. We've been here, okay? Now, y'all know this. You can get the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. It's on the, it's on the, I think it's in the bookstore. It's on the internet. You can get all that stuff. But here's what we have to understand. First Peter 3, 4, King James is great. We're gonna start talking about the inward man, the outward man, how to train this new man, and how to break the soul barrier, okay? Now, I want you to understand this. Now, um, you're gonna see First Peter 3, 4, talks about the hidden man in the heart. Then we're gonna look at Ephesians 1, 3 so you can pull this thing in. It says, but let it be the hidden man in the heart in which there is not, not corruptible. What do you mean he's not corruptible? This hidden man in the heart was born of the word. Does that make sense? Okay, so this hidden man in the heart is uncorruptible, okay? Now, that's, that's a big statement because he's spiritual, okay? The hidden man must be, must be training. Now, when you get born again, that's what comes alive. The hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart must be training every area of the rest of your life. Because Ephesians 1.3, look at that one. And I'm telling you, man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because Ephesians 1.3 says what? All, all spiritual blessings... Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Remember we talked about that? Well, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So in Christ. So Christ, Colossians 1.27, you can go there. Colossians 1.27, remember we talked about these, these, you've heard these things before, write them. What is Colossians to which we make God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ is in me. Heavenly places are in me. It's all in me, in my spirit. So everything I need is in me. Now, did you pull that in? Ooh, did you get that? So if everything's in me, then I just got to get what's in me to flow through me. Now, this is big. You don't have to get what's in you uh, I like this. You don't have to get what's in you um, to kind of come from outer space. It's in me. I got to let it come through me. So I want you to start seeing the things of God are not as much come from the heavens. Heaven's in me. Heavenly places, spiritual places, endowments of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in me. God lives in me. So your new series of of action is not let it come from the heaven. It's let it flow through me without having my soul blocking it because of an unrenewed mind. And that's Romans 12, 1 and 2, which you know. You know that? And I think that's um, big because you know what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. You want to say it? You can go there. I think it's strong. And you know what it says. You know? It says, well, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, brother, mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, right? Holy, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not what? Conformed, right? But be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Transformation is the metamorpho, caterpillar, butterfly. How does that happen? Renewing the mind. So now stop, pause, listen. You cannot expect the metamorphosis 
if you don't renew your mind. Your mind is your soul. Your mind, what am I renewing my mind to? To prove, prove what? You ever notice that? He says the more renewed your mind is, the more you're gonna prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The less renewed your mind is, the less you're gonna know about the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So the question is, how renewed are you? Is the si- Write this down. How renewed you are is the value of life you live with. Mm. How renewed you are is the value of life you live with. That's why people are walking carnal. They walk carnal because they don't have a renewed mind. Okay? Now, go over here to um, 1 Peter. I want you to see this, okay? You doing good? I know you are. Ooh. Um, you can read 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 1, 21. This is big. Okay, now we're getting to that new man. The hidden man of the heart. Okay, who by him, who by him to believe in God. Now you can read the whole thing, but for time's sake, we gotta get rocking. Right? Write these down. I hope you're writing all these scriptures down. Just keep writing them down and go over them, you know what I mean? Because you need to study. This is how you renew your mind. I'm gonna show you at the end. At the end of, at the, end of the teaching, I'm gonna give you four ways to transform your human spirit and renew your mind. If you start practicing these principles, because there's things I want you to see, there's things I want you to understand, and there's things I want you to do. And once you start doing this, even on the daily, you know, I was gonna read this real fancy thing, and I was like, I am not reading that. You know what I mean? It was like, it was a real, it was a theologian, um, you know, you know, like you get these quotes from these guys who are really like, they're, they're real deep theologians, and I started reading it, and I was like, that is totally not me. But basically what the gist of it was, was, Little acts, little, I, 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 so it was like, had words like goofy stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is so lame. You know, so I put it in my own words. Little, small, random acts of obedience, tiny, tiny, will make you the champion God has called you to be in this whole thing. So it, it is one scripture. It, I'm telling you, man, listen to me, the kingdom of heaven was built one scripture at a time. You know what I mean? It is one idea. It is one brand new thing. It is, hey, you know, like I think like we get this mentality like, oh, you know, I didn't walk nine miles. You know what? Go walk 400 meters and change the way you do things and see this thing happen. Okay? So now watch this. So good. So, so good. Okay. Who by him you do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Okay, that's cool. 22. Seeing you have purified your souls. Ow, I love it. Seeing you what? Now listen, okay? Seeing you have what? Purified. Now you gotta realize this word purified, right? It means you made it clean, right? You sanctified it to make pure, to cleanse. What does that mean? You, you basically, you trained it. You cleansed it from wrong ideas. You flushed it out with garbage and put the good stuff... Be, now watch this, seeing you purified your souls in obeying the truth, my God in heaven. Did you pull that in? Now, ooh. now watch, I'm gonna show you this because we can read it in the, um, we can read it in the Passion right after this, 22. Just let me read it to you like this. And then I, I had this other translation too. Let me see if I got this one here. I thought I did. And I, and I, I did, I want you to see this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We read it in the Passion in a minute. Right after that, I want you to see this. But just let's finish this, right? Seeing you purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit, what? Unto unfringed love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, okay? Now you got that, right? So I got to purify. Seeing you have purified your soul, so you cleaned it. Well, how do you clean your mind, your will, and your emotions? You wash it with the water of the word. You see what I'm saying? Pastor Chris, you've been saying this stuff for 20 years. Well, start doing it. Jesus, help me, man, right? Come on. You're like, Pastor, you, you, you got the same material over and over and over. Yeah, no, duh. It's the Bible. What am I supposed to do? Get new stuff? There ain't no new stuff. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The guy was same 2,000. Let me tell you about Jesus. His game don't change. He got the same game 2,000 years ago he does now. He don't change. because Oh, you don't like it. You know, and all this stuff. Like, oh, the church should evolve. Truth doesn't evolve. You know what I'm saying? Truth is the same forever. It's timeless. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. This is what happens. Like, well, put it in a different package. Yeah, there's no package to put it in but truth package. Okay, now watch this. Love one another. Now, 23 is huge. Being born again, 
not of corruptible seed, see that word, right? But of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth in the body forever. So how were you born again? You were born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. What's the incorruptible seed? The word of God. That's when we see James 1.21, remember? Put away with superfluity and naughtiness and all that other stuff and receive, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. We're gonna go there, not yet. Engrafted the word which is able to save your soul. The power and potential is in the word. That power in that word is what got you born again, okay? Now, that is your spirit is born again of the word of God. So now what you gotta do is like this. It's kind of like almost like this. And I don't want you to separate, separate yourself like a container, but I want you to see this. You gotta take that born again experience in the spirit and now plant it in your mind, plant it in your will, and plant it in your emotions. And then that seed power will transform your life. Because I got news for you. You cannot transform your life on discipline. It doesn't work. You have to have the seed power to totally transform your life. Otherwise, you don't have the power to produce it. That's the, without the word of God, you have religion. And religion doesn't change nobody. That's what happened. It was formality that doesn't work. So it's like, it's beat. It's beat. That's why Jesus said, no, nah, I'm going to lose all that. So, but you see, now let's, can we read it in the Passion? Because I like, I like it. I like it in the Passion. You probably read it in five different days. Because I want you to understand this. Because 22 really makes a lot of sense for them. Because when you say purify, what does that mean? Right? You can start with 21. It is through him that you now believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So that you would fasten your faith and hope in God alone. Ain't that cool? I like that, man. Fasten your faith and hope in God alone. Don't get on all this stuff. Now, now big, 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 big. Now because of your obedience to truth, you have purified your very souls. You can't break it down better than that. So how do I really transform my soul? Write this down. Point number one, point number 21. I don't know what you got on your pages. How do I get my mind to think different? I have to have obedience to the truth, the word. So everything my mind contradicts out of the word of God, I'm not allowed to think. Everything my soul wants to grab that's outside of the word of God is I'm not allowed to feel it, I'm not allowed to think it, I'm not allowed to say it, I'm not allowed to be it, and I'm not allowed, but I feel it. Too bad, you can't live by what you feel. Because why? This empowers you to be full of love for your fellow believers, express the sincere love towards one another passionately and with a pure heart. For through the eternal and living word, you've been born again. Oh my God. And the seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. How do you get it to grow? You keep feeding it, and then you allow it to start affecting the transformation of the thinking, the, the emotion. You see that? So what I gotta do? I gotta ask myself, I gotta ask myself, hey, am I thinking right thoughts? Now, let me show you something here, because this can help you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm packed with word, you know what I mean? Um, I was funny, I, gave, I messed this up the other day with you. But go to 2 Corinthians, because I said 1 Corinthians the other day, but I, I'm in it now. 2 Corinthians 10.3, right? Big. Man, I'm just word jam I'm jamming this word in you, man. You know what I'm saying? For though we write these down. Man, if you just meditate, man, you know how much word I'm giving you? Because we word of faith, baby. This is what we do. We teach faith. We teach principles of faith. There ain't no other, the word of faith is the gospel. You know what I mean? Faith and grace working together. This is it. There ain't no other way. If you want it, you sitting at the you are sitting at the table of great faith. Meaning like this. This is how you do it. Well, I don't want it bad enough. Admit it. Man, that point today um, is it was what I said the other day. When you're willing to overcome the fear of change, you're gonna make decisions that transform your future. The other day, remember I said that the other day? That was like the devotional from the middle of the week, right? That's why you gotta be on this app, man. You cannot read this stuff. You know how many people commented about that part of the app today? They were like, man, that's a thought. Because you're afraid of the fear of change. Well, everybody is. But when you got the word of God, there ain't no fear in it. There's just faith in it. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after faith. Why does it gotta do with this? Pay attention. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, carnal's fleshy. That means I'm fighting it in the flesh. But mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. This is big. Casting down what? Imaginations. 
are wrong ideas. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to obedience. Now, I don't know about you, but he says, casting down wrong thoughts, ideas, suggestions. Now, listen, he said, you got to bring your soul out of prison. Remember we read that in Psalms the other day, right? Okay, what were we saying? We're talking about this. Your soul can become trapped with strongholds. Now, I'm going to show you something here. These are the soul, a stronghold is a soul trap. Yeah, write that down. A stronghold is a soul trap because my spirit ain't caught up in this mess. It's just in the soul, right? It's a castle or an argument, a fortified through an idea. It's an idea that's got you held captive, okay? A fortress, a stronghold, a castle, anything that which, what? Of an argument, reasonings, right? Disputed endeavors to fortify an, an opinion against. You see what I'm saying? A castle does what? It's a stronghold. So it's like a prison, ain't it? Same terminology. Well, how did my soul get in this prison? Wrong ideas. How do I break out of this soul prison? I got Because that's all strongholds are. Strong, that's all a stronghold is. For pulling down of strongholds are what? Soul prisons. That's what they are. You got an, it's a wrong idea. It needs to be demolished with the word of God. It needs to be eradicated with the truth of the word. Casting down and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. See the knowledge of God? That's the truth. So if he goes, well, you can't. You can't, man. Yeah, I can. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Did you pull that in? My God in heaven, did you pull that in? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what happens if I'm not grabbing those thoughts? Six is going to help you if you're pulling it in. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What's that mean? You got to discipline it. If you don't discipline it, they'll keep coming. So you want, you, okay. Um, uh, Look at, look at, you want to look, where you want to look at it? You want to see 2 Corinthians 10, 3 in the Passion? We can read it in the Passion. It reads real good. I'm, I just want you to get an understanding of this. Um, he calls it in the Amplified theories and reasonings and all this other stuff. But in the Passion, I like how he reads. You know what I mean? It kind of makes, it kind of, um, it's the kind of word I'm looking at. It overexpounds it in a better way for me. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defense behind which people hide. Now, that's spiritual stuff and natural stuff. Now, watch this. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are, we have the power to, since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish all traces of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. That means you got to hold it up, you got to demolish it, okay? So we're cranking, right? So you got to understand something. So that inward man's getting renewed day by day. What's 2 Corinthians 4.16 say? It says, man, you got an inward man and an outward man. That which we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He's talking about two men. Now that could, that could almost be like, this is what gives me validity to tell you what I'm telling. For which we faint not, but the outward man. What's he talking about? We got a man on the inside, man on the outside. How many people am I? God knows I got so many voices in my head. I don't want to know how many people I am. You know what I'm saying. I said it funny, but there's an inward man and outward man. He separates the man. Paul the apostle talks kind of goofy too. He said, I keep under my body. Well, I thought you were your body. Right? I beat my body into subjection. Well, we, how, how in the heaven we got an inward man, got an outward man, got a new man, got an old man. Listen, the old you is dead and annihilated and nailed on the cross. The new you is the born-again you. 
but you have an outward shell, a body that has a soul that has to be renewed. These two guys are trouble if you don't contain them and control them. Now, they're not separate, they're in you. That's why you got all these voices, okay? Because with the earth, your body contacts the earth, you got a whole bunch of noise. And with your mind and will and emotion, why do you think you got 18 different things inside of you, sound, everything sounds like you? Because the earth speaks and tries to convey this thing over from the outside, then you got inside stuff, and then you gotta try to navigate God. It's not easy. But this is what I want you to do. Boom. I want you to see how important it is to develop your soul. Write that down. You, you, if you don't get an understanding, let's just use, I'll give you four quick points and I'll give you stuff. Number one, I want you to see how important. Pastor Chris, why in the heaven are you preaching this stuff? Because I want you to see how important it is to develop your soul. You understand that? Okay? And you find that in 3 John 1, 2. 3 John 1, 2. Now, you got to understand this. So write that down. I want you to see how important it is. So if you just even take one scripture, I know, man, there's over 700 app downloads, right? You told me the other day there's 700 or something. We should have 7 million. I'm telling you, man, I'm not kidding, man. Share this stuff. How in the heaven are you going to renew your mind if you don't have scriptures coming in on a daily? You got to do this, man. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Now, I used to, le- I used to read this like, I-, I got it, but I didn't really, really read it right. I didn't feel, right? Because I'm like, well, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. And I'm going, well, I guess my soul so prospered, I need to learn from it how to prosper and be in health. Maybe you didn't read it like, even, right? Doesn't it seem like that? Like, you go, oh, Okay, so beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So I'm thinking, well, my, I, maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Now I know this. No, no, no. Time out. It's as developed as your soul prospering is as whether you're going to have a real good prosperous life and healthy life. It's not about my soul. My soul don't know jack. My soul is only as good as it's renewed. My mind, my will, my, that's what Jesus was saying. You better go prosper your soul so you can get the right idea of prosperity. Otherwise, religion is going to tell you stay broke. You better go prosper your soul or you're not going to live in divine health and stay sick. You're going to prosper your soul. You're going to stay in mental oppression forever if you don't prosper your soul. you got to tell your soul what's up. So here we go. Ready? The degree. Now I'm going to go slow. Was I going fast? I didn't think so, but. I'm trying to get this off. The degree to which a believer is trained in the relationship of their soul depends on two strong elements that help you have greater understanding. Okay? So now here it comes down. The training of the relationship of my soul is based on two things. You understanding life of the spirit in Christ and the principles of cooperating with God. One, I have to have understanding of the life of the spirit of Christ in me. That's the law of the spirit of life in Christ set me free from the law of sin and death. You have to have a great understanding. Basically, that's the word of God about life. I come to give you life and life more abundantly, John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Does that make sense? So what is he saying? So how much do you understand this God life? Because if you don't understand the God life, you're going to settle and you're going to sit back and you're going to stagnate with less. God life's huge. I come to give you an abundant life, not an okay life, not a ho-hum life. I come to give you an abundant marriage, bumper busting out. I come to give you the blessed life. I come to give it, right? And then the next thing is including this, the principle of cooperating with God. Now that's big. Understanding and principles. What do you mean? Well, if you don't have understanding, you never, without understanding of the true life that God wants you to have, you will never develop the true principles to achieve it. Because your principles will be based on cooperating with God only based upon an intellect that has no, has no real where place to go because it's too low. That's why people that have no dreams don't go nowhere. They hit their target every day. You have to understand how, how, how you act and make decisions are just examples of your soul development. So if we, we got to do this. So basically, does that make sense? I have to build principles cooperating with this system. So 
someone can live entirely in the world of feelings and, and listen to this, this is so true, right? You look at people's natural life, okay? There's various faculties that determine the extent of that person's being. You know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I don't expect nothing. There you go. That's the lim- you're limited all over the place. So you understand that you, someone can live their entire life living in their mind, will, and emotion, their feelings, their emotion, and their ideas, and live out of their soul and never really tr- truly achieve a next quality of life because they can't go there because there's no expectation because they're limited by what they think. Now, here we go. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You see these scriptures all day long. Here you go. That's what he's saying. If you don't get your the good, acceptable, and perfect will, how do I know the acceptable will of God? If I don't renew my mind to the word, if I don't renew, see it? Okay, here's number two. I want you to know this valuable truth. Write this down. This is what I want you to know. Okay, this is what I want you to know. What is the valuable truth you want me to know? I want you to, first thing I want you to do, I want you to see how important this is. Number two, I want you to know this valuable truth. Unless a believer is taught by the word of God and teaches himself, you ain't going nowhere. That's what I want you to know. That's a valuable truth. I know this. What do I mean? Unless a believer is taught by the word of God and teaches himself, God himself, from God, from the word of God, and the Holy Spirit, he cannot ho- know how to overcome soulish limitation and, and never really achieve living life in the Spirit, even though you're a spirit being. Does that make, like, I got born again. Look at how many people got born again, never grew, lived the rest of their life carnal, and left spiritual stuff on the table forever because they would not take the time to renew their mind. And it's big because it's not just renew your mind, it's be led in the spirit. It's a twofold process. There's an intellect side and there's a spirit-led side. I'm gonna talk about that in the end. That's why I gotta leave plenty of time. I'm trying, oh Jesus. I'm trying to leave you time so I can give you these four keys to train yourself, okay? Because this, this is important. If, 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 a, if a believer allows the process and the work to take place, God will cause that believer's soul and spirit, soul and spirit, because you gotta realize something. They're connected in the heart. Does that make sense? That's why you can't separate it without the word of God. I'm going to go there in a minute maybe. Right? So here, you could dip in either side. Soul and spirit. That's why out of abundance in the mouth, the heart speaks. In your heart is where soul and spirit's connected. And if you're not careful with renewing it, you'll lean over to the wrong side and be carnal. Your fruit changes quick, man. Quick. Okay? God also, God will also show you how to experience the highest, holiest, life you've ever seen before, but ooh, you got to go over the top, baby, in this thing. If a believer can learn, um, let me say it like this. If a believer can fully submit to God's word and the Holy Spirit without any argument, the fellowship between God and that person will go to a harmonious place and your life will change overnight. I'm going to say it again. If a believer can submit. Now, that's the word. We don't like that. Nobody wants to hear submit. Well, I, I try to come home, tell my wife she needs to calm down, tiger. Listen, everybody's got to submit. And I'm going to tell you why you don't get no value in the house sometimes is because you're not submitted to the word of God or somebody else in the earth. So you get submitted, the house will get in order, and everything will be good. But before long, you're going to notice something. It comes to rubber meets the road, and you got to make a decision. If a believer can submit as, as, as good as you can, consistently, let's say. You're trying. You know, that's why I love uh, Romans 8 and 1. Don't go there. There's now no condemnation in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life. He says, if you try to go after it. Man, don't be a quitter before you start. Try. Take a step towards God. God can't help you if you don't take a step towards him. So if you can get better at submitting consistently to the Holy Spirit, without arguing, yes, sir. Reporting for duty. Let's go, baby. See, I like that kind of talk. You know, somebody asked me the other day, said, Pastor Chris, were you in the military? I was like, no, I should have went, though. I like order. I like structure. I like, man, I like following instruction. Why? Because I don't have to make decisions when you follow instruction. Life's easy. Before long, you're going to see great change. But you got to realize something. 
You got to go there. You want to see that 412? Let's flip it. Peter, for, uh, sorry, Hebrews 4 and 12, because I, I felt that was coming. Because, woo, man, write this down. Write this down. If you're ready for a, oh, ooh, I like this. Look, look what I put here. If, woo, man, I'm going to read the whole thing. I can't. Right? And, okay, write this down. Write this. Don't, don't, don't write nothing yet. I'll read it and then you get excited. I get excited about the word. I'm not, why are you so excited about the Bible? Because what else are you going to get excited about? Right? Oh, my God. Listen to this. If a believer submits consistently or constantly or as best he can to the Holy Spirit without any argument, the fellowship between him and God will go to a whole other place they've never been before. In this way, the cross of Jesus Christ has shown us a real and solid effect on the life and experience of the believer, causing him to lose his soul life and not have independent acts but rather to completely wait for and rely on spiritual life to originate, generate the power to live and work. It is then that there is an experience of a veil splitting in the believer's entire spirit and soul. Man, because there's a barrier. That's what it was. They went within the veil. And that's what's happening here. You got to get through the veil and break that wall down. If you break the wall down... In between the spirit and the soul, you get this. And the only thing that can do it is the word of God, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and intents in the heart. Look what it says here, right? Look, 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 look. Uh, go to Amplified, right? Just pop that up there. I'll show you. So if the word of God can split it, the word of God can put it back together. If the word of God could split it, the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing, dividing, penetrating to the dividing line. Doesn't that sound like a veil? Dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit. So how do you do it? The word. So check it out. The word can spiritually separate or the word can spiritually connect it. Woo, come on, somebody. Here's number three. Ready for number three? You have to feel like you can do this because you can. Oh, put that down. Oh, Pastor Crazy, I can't do it. I'm coaching you every day to do it. Come on, man. How could you not put an app on the phone and let me take you there? Every day I'm coming to you. You have to feel like you can do this because you can. One scripture a day. Changing your world. Look, what, what, let's just watch. Check this out. Check this out. Look at James 1.21. You got the power to do this. You have to feel like you can do this because you can. It's one scripture day. We're going to do it together. Come on, we can yell at one another. I really want to do this. Somebody's got to figure this out. Lauren will figure it out, okay? I want to have where we're all online at the same time with all those little boxes. I want to be, I want to have everybody in back of me or in front. I'd be better if they're in front of me. Like, you know, like one of the screens with like, uh, 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 like 7 million people. Like we've got them all in boxes, like the Brady Bunch. The Brady, remember the Brady Bunch? They always show up in the box. I want them all in the box. And I come to you every day in the morning or sometime for the day, and the boxes all go on, and I'm there. And you can say, PC, what's up? And I go, hey, here's your scripture, James 1.21. Read it. Wherefore, lay apart all for Do it right now. Do it right now with me. Right now, wherever you are, do it right now. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity. I don't even know what that means. Of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save my soul. What happens if you're not receiving with meekness the engrafted word? That's that first Peter seed word, incorruptible grafted with power to transform your life? What happens if you don't put that engraftable word in your mind? Your mind's going to be squirrely. You see this? I have to plant it in my mind. I have to plant it in my heart. I got to plant it in my feelings. I got to plant it in my emotions. I got to plant it in my mouth. I got to plant it in every part of me. Why? Because my soul has the power to transform. You want to see it? Hebrews 10, 38. Right? Watch this. I'm proving to you right now, man. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's God talking. Now watch this, though. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Your soul can believe. Oh! Because accept and reject is in the soul. 
Watch this. You want to see it? Go to Amplified 1039. Man, I'm, I'm like a machine gun of scriptures today, huh? You like this? But you're real happy you got the pro presenter. Like, oh, great. Right? Hey, look at this. But our way is not that of those who draw back, right? It's, it, they're not in eternal misery, perdition, and utterly destroyed. But we are those who believe, who cleave and trust to and lie on God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by faith preserve the soul. By what? Faith preserves your soul. That's what you got to do. Preserve your soul. All right, write this down. Four. Here's a big one, right? Four. You got to know how to do it. Let me show you how. Now, here we go. Now, you made a decision, right? I see it. I feel it. I know I can do it. How do I do it? Glad you asked. Passion, Hebrews 6.18. Big time. Big time. Then I'm going to give them to you quick. I'm going to bust them out. Okay? You got this? So, he, yeah, Hebrews 6.18. You know this one. Passion reads easy. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where, now watch this, this is where we find his strength and comfort. He empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time and unshakable hope. My God in heaven, did you get that? We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. It goes within the veil. Remember we talked about that veil? Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond that sacred threshold. That's the veil. King James says the veil. And where Jesus, the forerunner, is gone, he now and forever is a royal priest. That's what he's saying. Hope anchors your soul. Hope comes from the word of God. What do I do to get it done? Glad jazz. Here they are. Four powerful tools you're going to start implementing in 2022 to change your life forever. Number one, you're going to start becoming a meditator in the word of God. You're going to start becoming a meditator in the word of God. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yes. You're going to start becoming a meditator in the word of God. Everybody say meditator. Joshua 1.8. Come on. What's it say? Joshua 1.8, you know what Joshua 1.8 says. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Woo, come on, somebody. Right? I taught you how to meditate. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do everything that is written therein. Right? So how do you meditate? Remember I showed you how? Go get my mindful meditation. I teach you how. You get that scripture? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, pick up I, can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I Put the I back down. I can do all things. Pick all things up, all things. Focus on all things. I can do everything. I can go to work. I can succeed in my marriage. I can make money. Come on, through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ, I, through Christ, I can do, and then go back down. You see it? One, I'm a meditator this year. Number two, what else are you? You are a practicer of the word of God. Write it down. That's James 1.22. I practice the word of God. I don't like that word practice, but you know what I mean. You become a doer. Practicing the word of God means I'm doing it. Practicing the word of God. Everybody say James 1.22. But be doers of the word, not hearers, only deceiving your own self. You can't just hear it. You got to start doing it. Right? I'm a doer of the word. I'm a practicer of the word of God. I'm putting the word of God at motion in my life, right? Practicing the word of God is what James called being a doer of the word of God. Be a doer. Be ye doers of the word of God. Isn't that good? You know, that's like looking at Philippians. Well, how do I do the word of God, Pastor Chris? You showed me how to meditate. What, you ever read like Philippians 4, 6? Don't go there. It says what? Be careful for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And Amplified says, don't worry, don't fret, don't have fear, don't have anxiety. How do you start doing it? You start resisting the stuff that's trying to come against the word of God. That's how you practice it. Well, I'm starting to worry. Cast your worry. Cast your care. Cast the junk. Cast the drama. Cast it all. Come on, cast it. Just get rid of it. Boom. Number three, rule of God. Proverbs 4.20. Give the word of God first place in your life. Start giving the word of God first place. Build non-negotiables where the word of God 
My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Yes! That's the Bible. Give the word of God first place. I call it non-negotiable. I don't negotiate in the word of God. There's ne it's never been wrong, and it ain't about to start being wrong. And do not compromise your integrity by coming away from the word of God. Keep the word of God first and foremost and give it first place. And number four, boom, instantly obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number four, you're going to be a Holy Spirit listener. Amen. When he leads you, Romans 8, 4, Romans 8, 14, Romans 8, 16, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For the Spirit itself, himself, bearing witness with your spirit that you're the son of God, what do you do? That means I start listening. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, those impressions of God, I just feel, I got to let that go. You know what I'm saying? You got to listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you can't find like, you know, I used to kid around, but it doesn't say, you know, John 6, 62, Pastor Chris, here's what you're supposed to do. I ain't never found it. I got to be led of the Lord. So when those leadings come, you better instantly obey them. You know what I'm saying? Don't be like, well, you know, no, God, I know that's you. You know, I got I to gotta give up that unforgiveness. I got to give up that hurt. I got to give up that pain. I got to let go of them past. I got to let go of those memories. I got to let go of some stuff. Otherwise, it'll keep me trapped in my past. Don't let the fugitives of the past rob you of your future success in your future. Come on, you know this stuff. Guys, I'm telling you, you start doing this this year, it's going to change your life forever. That's a lot of word. That's a good teaching. You go back, you listen to it. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for caring about people. And most of all, I want to pray for you because I want you to know your life is never going to be the same again. You start applying these words. Remember, it's step by step. Baby steps take you to the greatest success. You know, sometimes we feel like if we're not running, we're not moving. No, it's taking steps will get you there just as fast as long as you make sure you stay consistent each and every day to climb each day, just a little bit further, doing what you know to do. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for blessing them, keeping them, and I thank you for overcoming the realm of the soul, the place of the soul, and the boundaries and limitations of the soul. Let them break the strong soul, strong holds that are holding them back and give them the success and the future they've been looking for. It's the word of God can do it. It's the seed and the power to transform each and every one of us. And we're never going to be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm so happy you're with us. Don't forget, it's a big time. We're pressing in. 21 days. Transformation. Changing your world. We're praying for you. We love you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.